Man, I'm so excited about what we're going to enter into. Uh, about last, uh, let's see, January, we're in the middle of Philippians, and the Lord's like, I've, I've already got your next series when I want my people to learn. And I'm like, cool, what is, what is it? He's like, he just said, hands and feet. Hands and feet, hands and feet. And I couldn't get it out of my head. Hands and feet. I called David. I said, David, if you can start creating a slide that says hands and feet. And I had these images in my mind of what it looks like. And, and it was just really good. Any chance we can pull that up? Come on. Don't, don't worry if you can. It's no big deal. Um, hands and feet. Hands and feet. And, and then I got to, um, like, uh, uh, go and do. Go and do. Go and do. And these two things go together. The feet do the going. The hands do the doing. Right? So you got to have both. You're like, well, the Bible says in Deuteronomy that I will bless you, and wherever the sole of your feet tread, I will bless that. And wherever the, whatever you put your hand to, I will bless that. Yeah. And sometimes you've got to get out from where you are. Your feet need to go, and your hands need to do. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. I'm going to preach you tonight. I'm going to lie. Please. Paul. So I, I pray tonight that God would teach us, not the only from his word, which he always does, obviously, but you have good stuff hiding in you, and the Holy Spirit's going to ignite it tonight. I have stuff hiding in me that the Lord's going to reveal tonight. And so I want you to go to Luke chapter 10. You got your Bibles, grab your Bibles, go to Luke chapter 10, and we're going to start in verse 25. You can pull it up on your computers or phones or whatever you got there, Luke chapter 10. Verse 35. I'm sorry, verse 25. My eyes are not what they used to be. On one occasion, an expert in the law, circle that, underline that. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? This is so good. Jesus responded, what is written in the law, by the way, knowing full well the law cannot give you eternal life. Jesus is so smart. <laughs> he replied, and how do you read it? Isn't that interesting how he said that? How do you read it? In other words, how are you interpreting what the law says? You're an expert. Come on. I need to know how you're interpreting what you're reading. He answered, Love the Lord with your heart, with all your heart, and your spirit's very cynical voice, and with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind. You know, it's really fun to read the Bible on voices. You ever do that? It's really fun. <laughs> it just creates a way. I was reading a book like that a couple nights ago, and uh, it was Disney. So I definitely had to get my Mickey Mouse on. Right? I don't, I'm not bringing it out, well, but I got some good Mickey Mouse. So we were reading Mickey Mouse, and Anyway, I didn't have a voice for a day and a half after that. And he said, and, oh, and, love your neighbor as yourself. See, Jesus, you thought you were going to trip me up, but I got both of them. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, you answered correctly. You get a sticker. <laughs> Jesus replied, do this and you will live. He's almost, he's almost saying, yeah, man, you're on it. Have you ever encountered someone who has all the answers? Right? And you're just like, hey, what? And they're like, hey, 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 but they don't practice any of it. 
expert in law. <laughs> right? That's, you can almost you can almost just put these two people together and say, oh, you're an expert in the law. So what does it mean to uh, have you turn around and love your neighbor as yourself? Cool. Let's see if you do that. It's one thing to say it. It's another thing to live it. Yeah. Right? It's hands and feet. Come on. It's one thing to know it. It's another thing to do it. Yeah. It's one thing to memorize it. It's another thing to carry it and practice it. Make sense? Yeah. All right. Y'all track me? It's good. Awesome. <laughs> We're into the really, 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 really good stuff here. But he wanted to justify himself. Circle justify. Circle that. Or underline that. And then, now I can narrow around the picture some words. You don't have to do that. I connected expert in the law was to justify their reasoning. Have you ever seen somebody not practicing something wanting to justify the reason they're not practicing it? <laughs> it happens all the time. Well, my, take our kids, for instance. Not my kids, they're perfect. But take them some kids. <laughs> and you're asking them, why didn't you make a bed? Or why didn't you obey me? You know what you're supposed to do. Why don't you practice it? And then they justify this. Well, I was running late, and I was listening to the thing, and then I got into prayer, and then I was memorizing scripture. Mom, who are you? And they're like, they're trying to justify themselves. Because why? You're trapped in law. People trapped in law always want justification for their actions. They don't want to practice the New Testament. They don't want to practice the Beatitudes. They don't want to practice Matthew 6. Yeah. They just want to talk about Matthew 6. Yeah. They want to judge everybody else for not doing Matthew chapter 6. And at the same time, they want to justify the reason they're not doing it. Uh, you know what you can tell those people? You're an expert in the law. You get a star. <laughs> in reply, Jesus said, Jesus is so ready. Watch this. Completely captures this entire audience right now, he says. A man is going down from Jerusalem. Oh, I'm sorry. Justify yourself when he asks Jesus. Go back. Who is my neighbor? What an odd question. Who is my neighbor? Jesus could have said, the guy living next door to you. Jesus could have said, bake cookies for the, the widows of the nursing home. Jesus said, could have, you know, a oh, whatever they think. Anyway, Jesus could have said a million different things. And he, he stops the whole crowd and starts as you know, with this story. Let's read this together. In verse 30, Jesus replied and said, the man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Hmm. He fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Circle this, a priest, first person to come by, happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. Verse 32, so too a Levite, both are members of the religious sect, Circle Levite. When he came to the place and saw him, he passed on the other side. Isn't that an odd statement? He couldn't even bear to look at what this man was going through, the pain he was going through. And so what do people do? They get on the other side of you. They get as far away as they can from you, right? Did you ever notice that before? He passed on the other side. Like, that's ugly. I'm coming over here. People don't like ugly. <laughs> People like pretty. Yeah. Smelly goody. Like something. You know, they, they, they like 
MySpace, MySpace, right? We don't like that. Community is out there. Community is real. Community is for all. Community is pooping diapers and dirty dishes and, 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 and stuff. Life happens. Smelling noses and unwashed hair and bad makeup days. And we don't have a problem, but you know what I'm saying. We deal with stuff all the time. And the church has become just like these first two people. We don't want to look dirty. Yeah. So we want to pristinely create an environment of perfection. Right? So we have all these edifices and we build these amazing buildings and we've got these amazing places of worship and they're so pristine and they're so beautiful. Don't get me wrong, right? I appreciate some of the, the stained work and some of the stories behind some amazing, speaking of beautiful, amazing. Uh, that's my wife right there. Woo. Yeah. I just realized I am such a, a blessed man because of her. Amazing. Hallelujah. That's so true. Oh, what am I talking about? Man, you walk in and you can hold me. The pastor. That's 45 years better right there. Come on. All right. Um, the passerby. Yeah, the passerby. We don't want to go. So we let Tracy walk in. That is not a moment. All right. Let's stop. Yes. Okay. They pass on the other side. <laughs> but the Samaritan, by the way, which Jews refer to as what? Anybody know? Thoughts. So, gee, remember what's happening before the story? Talking with a religious dude, right? And, he, and he's getting right to the heart of this guy. He's going to reveal to him how he really thinks. He's not going to judge him, he's just going to reveal how he thinks. Isn't that amazing? We have to be careful, friends, that we don't even judge the religious. Jesus didn't judge the religious. He always invited them to come. Yeah. As a matter of fact, Nicodemus was high, high rate. I, I heard a, a, a theologist say, <laughs> theologian, a theologist, a theologian say the other day that they believed that even Nicodemus funded Paul's missionary journeys because he was so transformed by the work of Jesus. Isn't that fascinating? So, so we can't, we don't want to judge folks who are trapped in the matrix, so to speak. We want to allow them to say, here's what you're thinking. And Jesus was brilliant at this. Now, did he, did he get on? Yeah, yeah, he did. He made whips and he was ticked off sometimes. But he came in and he, in this particular place, he said, I'm going to reveal your thought process. And after our conversation, I hope it changes. Yes. I hope that this changes, right? It's fascinating to me that Jesus couldn't just change somebody miraculously by you know, waving a wand and speaking a holy word. That's good. You know why? Because he was completely man, filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I'm just not convinced that Jesus pushed the God button, right? And just, whoop, I'm God today, so everything's going to go my way. Yeah. I need a day off! <laughs> he was 100% human, relatable to everything we think, struggle with, tempted by. He got hungry, he got tired, his toenails being clipped, his fingernails got dirty, he had hangnails. He was completely 100% man. Yeah. Ruled and inbred by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He was birthed by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Right? A Samaritan passed by as he traveled, came to where the man was. And when he saw him, circle that. When he saw him, there's been a word flowing around Keith's mother lift up your eyes and see. Yeah. Look up. Catherine, I think that was your word. Get your head up. Look up and see what's going on. Stop navel gazing. 
look up. Most of our depression and anxiety, I promise you, can either be healed or at least done away with if you look up and start meeting the needs of others right in front of you, right in front of you. He saw him. He took pity on him. Verse 34, he went to him. Saw, took pity, went. Do you see the progression? He had a decision to make. I see things every day. I hear things every day. You see things every day. You hear things every day. You have a decision to make. You can, like the first two, go to the other side and say, I don't have time. I don't like ugly. I don't want to get my hands dirty. I just cleaned these robes. Come on. My little tassels are going to get dirty. Man. You know, we think that way. We cross over the other side. We don't want to get dirty. And so here's a guy who sees him, takes pity, and at that moment, went to him. Do you see the feet doing the carrying? He went. He goes. He carries what he knows, and he makes a decision. He takes action upon it. Let's go on. He takes pity on him, and he bandaged his hands were in the muck. His hands were in the wounds. His hands were in the blood. I mean, you picture this? He put, banished his wounds, pouring oil and wine. And then, now, what? This is cool. What, this, I like this guy, because he's walking around with oil and wine. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe a cigar. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, can, can you imagine that morning of spirit getting up and saying, hey, what should I pack on my donkey today or something? <laughs> hey, let me throw some oil and wine. Because who doesn't need oil and wine? On a journey, right? I mean, if you're going to travel, what are you going to take with you? Oil and wine. Sounds good to me. Oh, and bandages. You never know. You can, I, how did he have this stuff? Yeah. Think about it. We're, think about the, the progression of this story. You think Jesus just made this stuff up? Well, yeah, he did. Cool parable, but he was trying to say, be prepared. Yeah. The Samaritan not only saw, took pity, and went, the Samaritan came prepared. Yeah. Isn't that good? There's a little hidden story behind the story. Yeah. Think about the Samaritan getting ready that morning. Let's see, I need my donkey ready. Uh, I don't usually take my donkey out on days like this. It could be rainy. I like to keep my donkey clean. But I'm thinking about today. Pack some bags. Ooh, I guess some good oil, take some oil. And uh, man, what's that Holy Spirit? Take some bandages? Okay, take some bandages. Are you tracking with me? It's not silly, but when we get up in the morning, how do you prepare? Yeah. How do you prepare your heart for the day? Are you prepared to go and do? That's so good. Are you prepared to be hands and feet? That's yeah. so good. They're good. Okay. Some of the times we have opportunity, we're just not prepared for them. You know, we don't have any bandages, we don't have any money, we don't have any oil, we don't have any wine. We don't have we don't have dog well someone's carrying around a donkey all the time. <laughs> right women? Here's a different word for donkey. Wow, ladies, come on! I'm just playing right okay. <laughs> he was prepared. Are you prepared in the morning? Are you prepared? He took him to an inn and took care of him. Bible doesn't say how long he was there. He just took to the end. I just was under the pressure, like, here, drop him off. You got this. Take care of him. But this, this is what I love because the Samaritan is a picture of Jesus. It's actually a picture of his Father God. I see your brokenness. It doesn't worry me. I see your woundedness. I want to enter into it. 
I see how you've been beaten and cast aside, and I've seen how the church has abandoned you. I've seen how the church has dropped you. I've seen how the church has neglected you. But Father God comes. I'm not just going to drop you off at a, isn't it funny, he didn't take him to a church. He took him to a house. Hmm. I tell you, my most, most of my healing comes from out of here. In my basement, my guys. Yeah. I love this. I love this. Love, 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 love our corporate worship. I love our participation. I love everything about it. But most of the time that I'm transforming is in my basement. In my inn. When I'm taken by the Father, and he takes me to my inn, and he doesn't, he doesn't leave me there. He makes sure that I'm okay. Isn't this good? The inn represents the body of Christ, the true body of Christ. See, this was foreign for these people. This, this is, remember who we talked to? Who we talked to? Jesus. Who we talked to? The Jews. Yeah, we're talking to the Jews. We're talking to experts in the law. We're talking to, oh, really people with great college degrees, right? Is that ever to me? Masters and doctorates. And, and they're like, hey, I've got it all. And they're like, no offense, but I have to say that sometimes some of us feel hampered, some of us, some of us feel handicapped because we don't have a list of initials behind our names. Can I just say that is not a qualification to be in the kingdom of God or to serve the kingdom of God or to serve this church. Could you have told me that before I got there? Sorry. I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything. Student love. It's not my fault. We're stuck in the matrix. What am I supposed to do? The next day, at least spent the night with him. At least, right? You know that he spent the night with him. So I said he, the Bible doesn't say he this. The next day, he took out two silver coins. Oh, can you just, can you just close your eyes for a minute? Picture, not yet, David. I want you to picture the scene. There's a bleeding, wounded man. Probably a Jew since he was coming from Jerusalem. A Samaritan, completely foreign to the Jews. Couldn't even stand them. Filthy dogs. Sitting in a rocking chair in an inn with a candle. Smell of oil. He's sipping a little wine. Eating a little bread. It's a picture of true communion. Mm. He's rocking back and forth. Just follow. It's just father. Picture this. And he, he reaches over to the man who's so wounded every once in a while. He brushes away some sweat and keeps the flies off and continually bandages up, redresses his wounds, pours fresh oil on it. Come on, somebody. Mm -hmm. And how many of us need that fresh oil? Mm. And he just is patient. He puts aside his entire agenda for one person. Mm. Not in his plan. He's just rocking. Just rocking. Enjoying the sound of the evening. He hears the man groan and he goes over and he covers him. He spends the entire night taking care of him. Mm -hmm. Is that not a picture of the Father? Mm -hmm. 
lends to the Lord. And I will repay, he says. However, if you hold your seed tight in your hand, it will rot. Seed is supposed to be sown. Seed is supposed to be given away and planted in water. Man, if we hold our resources, it's going to literally rot in your hands. How many people you know that never give time, talent, whatever you want to call it, and they're miserable, and they're always broke, and they're always in debt, and they're always hoping for something? It never comes. It will never come until we learn to let go. Yeah. Yes. Seeds must be selling. Yes. Let it go. Let your coins go. When I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Watch this, Mr. Elder in the law, Mr. Fancy Pants, Mr. <laughs> expert in the all the Torah and everything. This dude did everything right, by the way. He did everything by the book. He went to school. He memorized the Torah by the time he was 13 years old. He had everything. Then a priest had to ask him, where is this particular verse? Or, Verse, where's this particular phrase in the Torah? He had to go find it. It was intense. People dropped out of this all the time. They became Christian, right? The Jewish boys did it. They couldn't cut it. You're God. Don't do what your father did. This guy was legit as far as the world was concerned. And everybody was on it. Here it is. Here it is. Jesus made teed it up. Jesus said, Which of these three? Do you think, underline this, was a neighbor? <laughs> Remember the first question? Who is my neighbor? And Jesus so subtly turns it to say, whose neighbor are you? Did you catch that? Yeah. He didn't identify the guy in the ditch as the neighbor. He was identifying the Samaritan as the neighbor. Who then, who was the neighbor? The man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The expert of the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. And the, because I would say, yeah. And the expert's like, you know what, no. It was a Samaritan. He was the neighbor. And then Jesus said, go and do likewise. Come on, talk to me. What you got? <laughs> he was asking in a legally way, legally way, who can I hate and get away with? Come on, that's so right. He, was, he wasn't saying, you know, when he's saying, who is my neighbor? He wants to know, okay, who am I better than? Mm. Mm. That's he, good. He didn't say the Samaritan neighbor. Right. He couldn't bring himself to say it. That's right. He just said, the one that showed mercy. The one that showed mercy. Right. He was still wanting to hate the guy. He did. What else you got? I was thinking how often I can come from the perspective of the expert in the law. Like, it's way too big for me to say anybody that I encounter that needs to be shown mercy, I have the opportunity, right? Like, it's, it's overwhelming. So I can see the expert saying, okay, let's, let's make this more palatable, easier to handle, right. easier to swallow, something I can manage, right. right? Instead of, who do I encounter? Was this walking in step? It's not law, it's relationship. Right. Like, right? You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. 
God, that's too big for me. I don't know if I can handle that, mm-hmm. but. What do we, we, we do this all the time, Catherine. We say, what's the, what's the plan? What's the, um, what's the, uh, the outline? What's the marketing plan? Right? And this, this, this is what the American church does. But, so, cool. We okay, have Samaritan's history. No problem about that Samaritan's first man. They're awesome. Love. But, but we do that all the time. We're going to be, this is what we're going to do. So we make a program around it. Or we make a ministry around it. Versus just living this every day. To my earlier point, my friends, listen. We, 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 Jesus said, what are you going to do about it? You know, showing mercy is clothing the naked, feeding the poor, visiting those who are in prison, watering the, 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 the thirsty, right? Though that is mercy. That is showing mercy. My friends, when we say, hey, be well, be clothed, hey, we're praying for you. I'm cold still. I still need a jacket. <laughs> Go on. What else you got? Isn't this rich in here? Yeah. Do you have that stuff? That was good. Man. Are you like me? Are you a Pharisee where you're trying to continually justify your actions? I continually try to justify what I do. Let me back up. I continually justify what I don't do. Yeah. Well, I think that was the first two. The priest and the Levite. Yeah. I have reasons not to help this guy. Exactly. I'm on my way to the temple. I can't be unclean. But the whole point of life is to be unclean. It's so good. And so they they had their religious reasons why they didn't do it. They're like, well, serving God is more important than being God. Oh, I, that is so good. Can you say that again? <laughs> Serving God is more important than being God. Hands and feet. Hands and feet. Mark. Yeah, just think of uh, you know, how, how easy it is to think of like you know a certain group of people as like dirty. Right? Yes. Or or somebody who has crap in their past, whatever. Yeah. And you know, I think I think there is kind of a I think something that we struggle with like more than anything in regular churches is like this self-preservation, like we need to be safe, we need to take care yeah. of our own, so yeah. kind of stuff. And, and I think because of that we kind of put other people on the periphery, like, oh they're they're a bad person, they need yeah. this. And you know, even though we say like no matter what you've done, like you know, Jesus forgives you. Yeah, that's nice for Jesus, but we don't exactly. necessarily like we're exactly. going to yeah. and, and, and have that as a label that marks you. That's so good. So good. Yeah. I wonder if those who, who passed by perhaps thought um, or had a fear of what if I enable this individual wherever they're, without knowing that situation, instead of just Putting out the sign and yeah. saying, you know, I'm going to give that part, enable them, whatever, yeah. handle that. I'll just be obedient and, and do. Right. How many thought people got in their head and thought, okay, well, why are you cold? How cold are you? I know you need a jacket, but is it that cold? Yes. Exactly. Or is it that time of season? Do you really need that? And like, right. well, 
and, and got too much in their head, and I wonder if they had that fear of perhaps, and, and, and was able to acquiesce himself out of it, rather yeah. than just, you know, just put that mind garbage away and just do it, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, Carl talked on that last week when he said, we justify who we want to give to. We, we go through our system of justification, right? Yeah. And then right. We, He's probably drunk. He's probably drunk. That's why I got Yeah, yeah, that's why we're drunk. He's probably high. He probably was, he probably, yeah, I agree with yourself. Fella. <laughs> <laughs> Careful. Oh, wait a minute. You got to write that Careful, because when you say you reap what you sow and you're not sowing, you're going to reap something. It is. Exactly. It's not good. You're going to reap anything. It's good, man. It's good stuff. Good stuff, Mark. We do. We try to preserve. Um, I remember growing up, it was like, don't hang around those people. Why? Do they have a disease? I mean, might they catch something? Well, no, you might you know, pick up their bad habits. And they take a verse completely out of context, right? Uh, bad company corrupts good character. Oh! Bad company! Man, I'm screwed anyway, so I love Bad Company. I think a great song. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and right, and then we take a verse out of context and we contextualize it completely to, to meet some religious standard. In, in actuality, Jesus is always saying, get in close proximity to the dirty. Yeah. Get in close proximity to the smelly. Get in close proximity. He said, soul and light. Soul has to be on the subject that it has to or trying to transform. Ice meats, something you can't keep salt in a container. Go and see. This food needs seasoning. I'm salt. Look at me how good I look in my vestibule. Look how good I look in my crystal. Look how good I look in my shaker. <laughs> you know, that's isn't that the Christian so many times us as Christians are like, look at us in our See through crystal ball. Isn't this awesome? Look how good you look on yourself. Oh man, you gotta shake that stuff on what you want to transform. Yeah. You gotta get it out of this place and building and get out yourself. Get out of your way. Get out of your own way. Hey, I think that that is discipleship and him being prepared uh, by having with him oil and wine. It's like um, you can't warm a family with a, a, a with a wildfire you have to put in the work cut the wood have it down to small pieces where where you can go ahead and systematically make it last systematically go ahead and be able to provide that and, and, to, and to be able to give that so um i think that's complete discipleship in the fact that he was he was next sort of point was how do we prepare the Catholic answer. I was going to tie in with One thing that stood out to me was that the Samaritan, in his being hands and feet, in his serving, discipling, loving this man, it cost him. Yes. I mean, not only cost him time, but it cost him money and resources. Yes. Yes. And um, we don't, you know, we don't know if he had some place to be. It, it maybe cost him even more than that. Mm -hmm. But like you said, you know, in that act of kindness following what God has for him even though it may have cost him in the moment he wasn't without you know God God, God repays God takes exactly. care of it's an act of faith to give what you have knowing that 
God will take care of you later. Exactly. Um, but in the moment, it does cost. Exactly. That's really good. You know, sacrifice. It's always sacrifice. And, and, I, and I can tell you there's an element of trust there, too. Oh, man, the sil silver was probably for something he had planned that day. Who knows? You know, maybe his own stay. Who knows? Uh, whatever it was, it was a trust, huge trust issue. I'm telling you, friends, when you start sowing into the kingdom and, uh, and it, it costs you something, you'll have to go to a whole new level of trust. Yeah. You really will. You just will. And maybe you won't know. Maybe that day you didn't have direct TV. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe that day you didn't go to Starbucks. Maybe that day is like, there's something more important than me eating the McDonald's today, and that's being heads of feet. Right? But God's going to repay. God's going to give that back. I'm telling you, friends, we just, we got to cross that threshold. It really is the next, I'm telling you, that is the next place for Kisoko. That's the candy cane we got to jump. This is in just a place of trust. A place of trust. Yeah. A place of trust. It's good stuff, man. Rich. Yeah. I think, you know, just looking back at our testimony, until you can completely trust God with you, it's hard to trust Him with, like, sharing with others or giving away. I think it comes down to believe, you know, trusting God with that He'll take care of you first. And if you do that, then it's, you know, it's, it's still hard, but you're like, okay, I know God's my provider. So if God says, I'm to sow this money, I'm to sow it. Or if the God says, I'm to take in somebody to live with me, I don't know, it's up, then I do that. You know, I think it comes down to first starting to believe what God says, that he is my provider and that he is my help. He is my source. He is my resource. And that if if he's mine, that he, that he made you, he's going to use me to be the to hands and feet, to yeah. touch somebody else, to yeah. be their resource, yeah. to be their food, to be their house, to be their whatever. Um, but it starts with realizing who he is and everything we have, everything we do, it comes from him. He is the source. He is the source. And yeah. he chooses to use us as a resource. Yeah. I, I think that also that God always shows up in ways you don't expect. Yeah. And that's why I love the shack. Of all the, of all the ways that God can show up as a as a African American woman, I'm like, heck yeah, heck yeah, man. That that to me says I am God, and I am both male and female. I understand mothering and fathering, and right now you need a mother, and I'm God, and I can be that. And some theologians are freaking out. He's always portrayed as Father God. Well, we should probably read this story because right here he's portrayed as a Samaritan. Just saying. <laughs> He's also Mother God. And the Holy Spirit, I mean, guys, we get over yourself. My goodness. We, anyway, I love that because, because you know what? God is also my mother. And he, he takes me upon his breast. And he takes me upon and into his arms. Yes, he is Father. Yes, he is strong. Yes, he is Daddy. Yes, he is Abba. But how in the world did he create women? Oh, out of his own image. Oh, that's right. Out of his imagination. Come on. I don't know why I'm going down that road. I'm just telling you. Paul's like, what are you doing? Lily Bad. Lily Bad. It's what we need. God's what we need. And the way we need him. Yeah. And it's personal. Yeah. I think sometimes, sorry to interrupt you, but I think sometimes we are wounded by our mamas and we have no way to reconcile that. 
Oh, I know, right? But oh, we got daddy wounds. Oh, just go to Father God. He'll take care of you, man. He's got you. He's got you. What about mother wounds? Right? Come on, man. We carry them around, too. Women, you carry them around. Your, your, your mother put some high expectations on you. She didn't think you were pretty enough, good enough, whatever it was. Where do you go there? Mother God. Where do you go? Mother Mary? No. Mother God, man. It's, go to. That sounds weird. <laughs> Alright, yeah, we kicked out of the church. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I just said God is what we need. God is what we and need. And he's personal and he loves me individually and he loves each other yeah. individually. So he meets us in the way that ministers to us. Yeah. You know, and it it doesn't look sometimes it doesn't look the way it looks for somebody. Else. I agree. I don't think God most of the time comes in the way we expect. Mm. I really don't. I think he comes in yeah. such surprising, fascinating, new Unexpected ways, you're like, oh, that can't be God. Don't. In his word, he says he is the El Shaddai. El is the strong, man, yeah. masculine form of God, and Shaddai is the the Come on. Mother, the he is Thanks the for backing me up there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Woo. It's not Thank you that 
You allow, you allow us to be carriers of you. Yeah. You carry your spirit. And um, God, never let us take that for granted. And Lord, don't let us get so caught up in, in formulas and oh. trying to figure out how to do that we never just do. And Lord God, bring us back to the simplistic truths of who you are mm -hmm. and what you call us to do. Lord, let us, let us not, Lord, free us from complicating this thing. And Lord, let us fall into the simplicity of your arms and your love and your love for humanity and your love for all people. But Lord God, that ministry would once again just be the over overflow of a life lived in love with you. Yeah. Lord, let that happen. And Lord, we just thank you for right now. We just thank you for breathing upon this series. And Lord, let us just find a greater place of loving you. And Lord, let, let that just flow out into practical action. It shows your love for others. Oh. We thank you for right now in Jesus' name. Praise God.